cat got your tongue when you get on camera? Well, first of all, what you need to know is, is that it is normal to feel shy when you get on camera. Unless you're an actor, it's not natural to be feel comfortable and at ease on the camera. Having said that, we all know that making video and being in front of the camera, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, is really important so that you can increase your circle of influence, connect with more of your ideal client, and really help yourself promote and market yourself and your business. So. In just a minute, if you stick around, I'm going to share the top 10 ways that I've used to be able to overcome my camera shyness and dominate from behind that lens. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. So glad to be here to get together again today to have a dialogue on something that's really important if you're in, the, in, in business for yourself and if you need to market yourself, promote yourself, and increase your circle of influence. Okay. One of the most important things that's going on in this day and age is that showing up on video live or um, really pre-recorded is really important so that people get to know who you are and get to know you from, you know, from, from all over really, right? You're not just talking one-on-one in a lecture hall. You're actually talking to a lens that will take you and broadcast you to the whole world at large, which helps you increase your circle of influence. And who doesn't want that in business? So today we're going to be really talking about that. But before I go there, I just want to say, I am thrilled that we have built this uh, podcast. Now, this is episode 61, and um, that we get to provide all this information for you and dialogue so that we can collaborate around really showing up and dominating from behind that desk and dominating from behind that lens of the camera. So I, I'm just really thrilled that you're here. And I want to encourage you to dialogue with me, dialogue with myself and my very awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the production room making this whole uh, show go round and really helping me create a great show with great content and producing it all. So it's a dialogue. So please drop in some questions into our dialogue um, box. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Give us your own tips that help you get over your camera shyness. And I'm going to go ahead and just dive right in. The first thing I want to say is that it is normal. It really is. It's a normal thing to feel um not super comfortable in front of the camera. Most people don't. And if you haven't had practice doing it, it can be really intimidating. And I, you know, I always pondered why that is. Why is it so hard to get in front of a camera lens and really connect with an audience or to not feel 
uncomfortable. And, you know, people who are amazing speakers that speak on stage or speak one-on-one with people and they have no problem being on stage and talking to one to many have no problem doing that. But then when they get behind the lens of a camera, all of a sudden things change and they feel a little bit less at ease. And it's so interesting to me that that happens. So, but what I want to help everybody understand is that it is normal not to feel super comfortable unless you're an actor, somebody who's practiced being in front of a camera and knows how it feels like it is not going to feel natural to most of us. So Let's get that out of the way first, because I think a lot of people think they look at somebody on camera and they think that they're a natural and they think they do a really good job on camera being, um, you know, uh, projecting their personality or being welcoming or engaging. And they don't realize that really it comes with a lot of work. Okay. So I actually would love for Rick to get on here because he has so much experience just, um, you know, working with people, um, you know, and recording them for live streaming, but for so many other things, brand videos and so many other venues that he will have a great take on this. You know, one of the things that when we first met Rick, uh, we discussed was it's so interesting how when people get in front of a lens to record a video, they go, what do I say? And they could be like an enormous force in their industry, a huge expert, but they get all tongue twisted and, and they don't know what to say. What is your take on that? Well, it's not, it's not uncommon for that to happen. And I think part of the fear of that is they don't want to say the wrong thing uh, when they're new to being in front of the camera, right? They could stand on stage in front of thousands, like you said, and have no problem. They can stroll the stage, but here, you know, you're, you're pretty stationary. You're talking to your, your camera. There's no audience feedback and it's, it's sometimes difficult to start, right? So, um, I always tell people when you first start, don't worry that no one is in the room with you. In fact, you should feel more comfortable that no one's in the room with you because you can be a little bit more natural. Just pretend if you do need some kind of feedback, pretend on the other side or, or, or the camera is your best friend and you're just having a conversation with them. Get, get yourself uh, in, in the right mindset, get, be relaxed and talk to the friend across the table. That's a great tip. And and I actually have a lot of tips that have helped me get more comfortable in front of the camera lens, but also I think could really help a lot of our listeners. And um, speaking of feeling like you're talking and like nobody's listening, you know, it, it, it's really cool when people interact, right? And they drop some information in the, in the bot, in the dialogue so that you can have that interactive conversation. And sometimes people are even shy to do that and they're not even in front of the camera. Right. And PK is yeah. here and she, he says, if you're used to speaking on stage, stand up, stand up during your on-camera presentation. What a great tip. Uh, you know, you kind of pretend, right, PK? You're pretending that you are on an actual stage. What mm-hmm. do you think about that, Rick? What PK suggests? Well, that's a great that's a great idea because um, I'm gonna do that here uh, and I'm I'm looking for um, the right parts, but I feel more comfortable when I'm standing and speaking because I do a lot of uh, speaking behind the mic. And so if, if you feel confined, if you feel nervous sitting down and talking, then Mm -hmm. maybe you should be on a stand-up desk or elevate your, your computer and your, and your camera. So you are standing because then you feel a little bit freer. Uh, You do have a little bit of room to stroll back and forth, but although I wouldn't recommend you do that because then you (laughs) might end up wandering off camera 
but it does kind of free yourself and you feel more, you don't feel as confined if you're standing. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that also contributes to being like stiff. Right. And that comes mm. through on the camera lens, which people don't realize body language is so important. Or if you're walking across and then you get pulled by your headphones, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, that would be funny. Um, so I have a couple of tips that I really think have helped me get more at ease on camera. Cause I will tell you, and Rick will attest to this, that getting on camera, I was very resistant. I really was very resistant. I did not want to do it. I did not want to go live. I did not want to create video. I didn't want to put myself out there because I think it's exactly what Rick was saying. It's the fear of saying the wrong thing or feeling silly or feeling, you know, like somebody's going to judge you, right? We kind of have this idea that people are going to judge us or you're going to feel silly after you record it. And I'll tell you, there have been times where I'll say something like, oh my gosh, I said that and that sounded so silly. But you know what? It contributes to the humanity of who we are. We are human. We make mistakes. We're not always on point and we can be silly. And people give us grace over that because it happens to everybody. So one of the number one tip I have to offer is the practice piece, right? Uh, especially if you're going, you have a live show and you're going on um, live, if, Creating a script or a bullet point presentation can be very, very helpful, especially if you have anxiety over being in front of the camera and practicing, like practicing in front of the mirror or practicing with somebody you know, because then you get to hear yourself say what you're going to say. And that really helps. And I'll tell you, I did a lot of this at the very beginning when I was first creating the show and I don't do any of that anymore. And, and so that's really a good experiment because most people will say, well, I'm going to have to do that every single time. If I'm doing a weekly show, that seems like so much time spent. And I'll tell you, I'm here to tell you, I'm living proof that I started doing that maybe my first 10 to 15 episodes. I would like over-prepare and practice, practice, practice. But that just helped me build a foundation for getting comfortable in front of the camera lens. And now I just told Rick, I got on today and I literally have not practiced at all. Uh, and of course, I think it does come off as more natural if you aren't super scripted, but if it helps alleviate some of the nerves, it really is worth it to do it. Um, and, you know, people just, you know, it helps to mess up in practice and know like how to react to that or how to undo it or how to like fix it because um, you've practiced that. So when you're on live and you say you do mess up again, you know how to like, save it, you know, like, you know how to come back from it, uh, because you've done it in practice. And, um, you know, a lot of times I was, I mentioned this earlier, like people get on camera and they don't know what to say, uh, especially like experts and guests, but a really good thing to do that we do a lot on this show when we bring on guests is that we provide a question and answer format. So we provide them with a question. So they kind of know um, the the conversation. How is the conversation going to develop? Um, we don't always stick to those questions in the, that order, but it helps the, the guests get more at ease and, um, and less likely to be surprised by a question, even though they are an expert in the field, it still helps them be more at ease. And, um, and that's what we want for our guests because we want them to feel comfortable and eager to be on our show and also eager to share the show after we um, record it. And I know Rick and myself have really done a lot of pre um, 
pre pre tech, like we do a pre uh, show so that we can get the guests comfortable with that. And, um, and we work really, really hard on, on making sure that they are at ease and by providing them a like a, um, a format, uh, right, Rick, we do that all the time. And I want to just know from you, how do you, how do you see that helping the guests when we do that? Well, I, th I think that's really important because it keeps them on track. Um, it sets an expectation of what direction that you're going to go with them. Because if it's, uh, unless, unless your show is free flowing or free form, then, um, in most cases, it's not like that. And you could go on and on and on forever on, you know, something that maybe wasn't your intention to be, you know, uh, brought up in the show. So it's a good idea to give them at least an idea of what direction that you're going to take um, in your pre-show discussion or email or whatever it is. Let them know what your intentions are. This is, uh, you know, I've had a lot of customers who asked about XYZ. Um, I, I really like your feedback on this and kind of stay within the confines of that. And then if anything else spawns from that discussion, then, you know, I'll, I'll prompt you and uh, we'll talk about it. But I kind of want you to stay focused. And so it's not jumping all over the place. And that, that keeps them on track. It keeps your timing on track. It keeps the focus and your audience won't lose interest because now you're jumping instead of jumping all over the place. Exactly. And I think too, that it actually puts them at ease to have a basis of, of, of questions. And then, so when we go a little bit off the question, they feel comfortable. Now they've warmed, it's almost like warming them up, right? Mm -hmm. With the questions, which is mm -hmm. really, really important. The other thing is, so that was number one is the practice. Number two is creating a script. Uh, and I'm not saying a script that you stick to, uh, like religiously, but a script that is sort of a guide that then maybe can develop into just bullet points, which is really the goal. You don't want to have a script script, right, Rick? You don't want to have a full on script because then you get so attached to it, then you come off as unnatural. Right. Yeah. You don't want to do that because like, like I think we said this in, the, in a previous show that if you script it so tight and the guest does end up going a little bit sideways you know in a different direction and then it's, you're looking at your script and it's like okay how do i come back you know yeah uh so uh what what i always recommend to to people is that just just outline some bullets um if you have to write it down then it's okay to have it on a piece of paper on a notepad you know sitting in front of you i know you're referring to some notes that you probably have there on your desk um, i do the same thing sometimes if there's something that i don't want to forget that i absolutely want to bring up uh, i'll have a sticky note on my on my monitor now my webcam is is slightly down and in front uh on a uh on a stand so i have this big 27 inch um, imac where i can put sticky notes on if there's something that i don't, absolutely don't want to forget. And it's right there in front of me. I can just look up and there it is, you know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, just this, these two ideas, these two main ideas of practicing, um, and then creating a script that then can develop into just bullet points so that you are not so attached to the script, but rather you were talking about the main ideas. And that's, that takes me to my third, um, um, bullet point of my third, um, idea of a way to alleviate that being um, uncertain in front of the camera is that you are really trying to convey a main idea and not every single word. We're not trying to go word for word on a script and that, that will cause anxiety because if you forget, um, 
then you are going to feel unnatural on camera and you're going to be like looking down and reading your script. And um, you also might get so attached that you'd come off as unauthentic, which is the number one thing you don't want to come off as. And, um, you know, I, I love that PK is joining us here today because uh, PK is a feng shui expert. I mean, she is the feng shui expert. There's so many people out there that hold themselves out to be, but she is the real deal. And I would love to hear from her if she's still on. Um, if there's any, uh, if there's a, a feng shui tip, like a tip on from a feng shui perspective of how to ease yourself on camera. And maybe if she's still here, I hope that she uh, drops something in um, the comments below and, and lets us know about that. Cause I'd love to hear her position on that. Uh, you know, and you want to just talk from the heart. So we got practice, we got scripting, but really uh, and whittling that down to just bullet points. So you're not so attached to it. And really number three is like thinking about the main idea. So PK is chiming in here. Thank you for doing that, PK. I get to have you here as an expert on the side. Uh, surprise, surprise to talk about being impromptu here. Uh, before stage monitors, bullet points were a long-standing trick for onstage speaker. Yes, absolutely. And um, and that's that still continues to be the case. I mean, you know, things there are some things that never change, right? Um, so the fourth thing is that I really uh, think is really important is smiling on camera. And, you know, the more you smile, the more those endorphins of being happy come out and the audience viewer sees that, then they interact with you and you engage them and you actually up levels you emotionally and does bring some ease to what you're, you're saying and how you're coming off on camera. Um, and PK is saying, listening to guests leads to better follow-up questions. Absolutely. You know, so that you bring up a, such an important point there, PK, because if we're so attached to the script, if we're so attached to the next question we're going to ask, we're not actually listening to the guests and what they're saying and then feeding off of that to really benefit the audience the most, right? You don't want to be so stuck in your head about what you're going to say next that you're ignoring what's actually going on in the conversation because you're so anxious and so tied down by your script. So absolutely true, 100%. Uh, so, you know, the idea of smiling on camera, it's kind of like making eye contact, right? The body language that you're, you're putting out there. Eye contact is important because you want to engage with people. And that's, that is a little bit hard, but you get practice doing that. And, and, um, and that is really a key, but smiling also kind of releases this happy hormone that makes you a little bit more at ease. At least that's been my experience. And so it's a tool that I think it just comes naturally to me because I have, like I was saying earlier in a live uh, a video that I did, I have the laugh lines and the smile lines to prove it that I usually fixated in a smiling position. Um, but I think it serves me. I mean, just part of my personality too. And it, and, and sometimes it's hard for people, people who aren't used to smiling all the time. I mean, they're delightful, but they're just not used to having that facial expression on all the time. So it's something they have to practice so that they can engage people more often. Oh, PK is saying that Johnny Carson was a fantastic interview because he stayed curious. Oh, oh my gosh, PK, it's like you're my star guest today because you are bringing up such important things. Um, 
You know, somebody told me once that, you know, you asked some really good questions on the podcast and I'm, and my answer to that was, you know what? I just am so curious about people. So absolutely true. And I had no idea that Johnny Carson had said that, but um, being curious about people, being curious about the topic you're talking about, every little question leads to another question that is relevant, right? You want to stay relevant. You don't want to squirrel um, away from the topic, but being a good questioner, being somebody who is curious about the topic can really lead to some dynamic questions that gives a lot of value. You want to stick to that. And when you find yourself really doing well in asking questions, that also can be can relax you because you know you're on the right track, you know you're engaged, you know the guest is engaged, and you um, you feel like proud of what you're doing and confident in what you're doing, and then the conversation can really continue easily. So another way to really ease those nerves when you're on camera. Number five, which people don't think about a lot, is getting comfortable like what you're wearing, like sometimes what you're wearing can impact how you're showing up on camera. If you're uncomfortable in your clothes, if you're wearing something too tight or you don't feel super confident in, that can lead to camera bashfulness because you're like, you're not sure if you're showing up properly. Um, and so, and, and uh, PK says it takes fewer facial muscles to smile than to frown. Well, there you go. Uh, that might be must be why it's so easy uh, for me to always um, to to really. It's not a lot of practice for me to smile, and and it's interesting to think about that because we think that oh, it's not natural for me to smile. I don't know if I can be fixated in that position all the time, but maybe just not thinking about it so much, just really trying to to do it and practice it can really make it a little bit more um, second nature, right? Everything takes practice. Uh, so getting comfortable, and it, it's really one of those tricks that is overlooked, making sure that you're sitting in a comfortable uh, setting, that your chair is comfortable, that the clothes you're wearing are not restricting you really leads to a little bit better confidence on camera. Also, you know, dressing appropriately for the camera can make you super confident and 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 steer you away, steering you away from being shy on camera. So that would be my number five tip. Number six is be yourself. Really be yourself. And you know, sometimes people think that they are uninteresting in in of in and of themselves. And it's so funny to me because, you know, we're all each unique humans and individuals. And I always tell clients when I'm working with them, you know, they'll come to me and I'll, we'll be working on their brand, their signature um, talk, right? And they'll say, well, I'm going, I'm going on stage after somebody who's done so much in their lives, has been through so much trauma and has overcome it. How am I going to get step on stage and really be able to equal that or get on camera and, and, and say something that is, that is um, of equal impact. And the reality is that everybody is a little bit ordinary, but they're also a little bit extraordinary. Everybody has their own story to tell. And it doesn't have to be that, really um, gut-wrenching story to be valuable. Everybody has a piece of them that is extraordinary, that is helpful, that somebody else can learn from. So being yourself is always a great thing to do. And it's always it always comes through on camera because that's how you come off as authentic or not. Uh, if you're trying to be somebody you're not, if you're trying to, you know, um, create a persona rather than be who you are and let that person that you are really shine on camera. Um, it, people get it. They see that right through that. And so that's not a way 
to to exude confidence. The way to exude confidence is just be who you are with all your silliness, with all the mistakes that you make. And, um, you know, oh, so PK is saying, um, hashtag energize and shine offered to learn your birthday related wardrobe colors that increase your stamina is still available. Oh, okay. So this is really great. Thank you, PK. So this is the thing with PK. I've known her for a while now and she was a guest on the Waste Up Wardrobe show. And, um, like I said, she is the expert in, uh, in feng shui. I mean, there's nobody like this, this, this expert in this, in this space, because so many people out there hold themselves out to be experts, but she is the go-to person. Um, so we had a whole show on how to show up on camera from a, and, and we talked about feng shui and PK educated us so much. And she is being so generous here. She is put the hashtag energize and shine from the show that we did with her. And she will show you um, and you will learn from her um, your best wardrobe colors from a feng shui perspective um, if you offer her your birthday and um, and connect with her um, here. You can connect her right here, message her, and she will get that to you. So it was um, and and Rick put in uh, the ha the the URL feng shui uh, for growth.com. And thank you, PK, for offering that to our audience again. You that is such a generous offer. If you don't take her up on this, you are missing an opportunity. Uh, so so we talked about these six top. Uh, ways to get comfortable on camera, right? Number seven is warm up your voice. Some people really work on warming up their voice before they get on camera. And the reason why is sometimes when we're nervous, we kind of, uh, you know, we don't articulate as well when we get on camera and we tend to like maybe uh, mumble a little bit. I know I used to do that a lot at the beginning. And one way to overcome that is to warm up your voice. And we had a whole show, uh, actually was episode with Molly Mahoney on camera confidence. And we talked about exercises that you can use to um, warm up your voice so that you're, you know, you can articulate better. And when you articulate better, you're more confident. So that is why that it can be really, really effective in getting over your um, not being at ease behind the camera. I always keep water on hand. I always keep water on hand because sometimes what happens is you'll get a little tickle in your throat and you're in the middle of a sentence and you can't speak. <laughs> and that can throw you off a little bit. It can throw you off and make you feel um, a little bit nervous. So it's really important to have that little glass of water next to you. And Rick, you're on because I know you have something to share about this. I do. I do. Yeah. It's a great idea to warm up like that because if you're inexperienced and you've never done this before, you get a little bit fast, right? People get tend to be a little bit fast only because they're nervous and it you, you're breathing faster, your pulse is up. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it sometimes for some people, it's very noticeable when they're nervous because they speak fast, they speak higher. Yeah, uh, they get a little squeaky. Uh, <laughs> guys get um, they tend to talk really fast. And it's like my son when he when he gets excited and he's talking about something but he's nervous to talk about it. He gets really, his voice gets lower. And then I don't understand what he's saying. It's like, you gotta stop mumbling. I can't understand what you're saying, you know? So it's a good idea to just kind of, uh, whatever your warm up routine is, it could be just practicing your opening, you know, for, for your podcast or for your live stream or whatever it is. And just walk around your office, walk around the house and just, um, 
get get the blood flowing and and practice that that opening or whatever it is that you you need to do to calm yourself down but um that's it, a great idea to do because i i know for you and i when we were doing um these i think these were on uh, uh video yeah we were doing video video um um something i can't remember if it was a show or if it was a different project uh but it was like the first episode that we that we taped or the first line that we taped um i could tell christina was a little anxious and a little nervous because then her her voice was like way up here <laughs> you know it was <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but you know after once we got into it then it was normal then it was good you know and so uh i mean for us then we i went i made her go back to use that nice and calm voice, you know, but you know, everyone's a little bit different and, and just kind of find what relaxes you before you start talking in front of the camera, because it's, it can be noticeable, you know? Right. And I did that a lot. I had the squeaky voice and actually I would make me cringe. Like that's why I stopped listening to the shows back at the beginning. I wasn't really replaying them for myself because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have PTSD for a long time <laughs> and I'm not going to want to go back on camera, but I had to overcome that thought and, and just, you know, and then continue on. So, um, definitely, definitely it can impact the way your voice can be a sure sign of, of showing that you are nervous. Uh, so, so you want to practice. Yes. Practice, warm up that voice. It's a really good thing to do. What my final tip, but I'm going to give you some bonus tips too, but the final number 10, which I think is really important is being able to do your, your video from a private space. I think sometimes, and this is true for me, if I have people listening to me, like when I'm live, like if my kids or somebody's in the house outside of my office or in the same space I'm in and I'm recording a video, I feel a little bit more self-conscious. And I, I don't know why, I guess it's because you feel like you're, um, like it, it, that they're thinking it's strange that you're talking into a camera lens. I don't know if you have a take on that, Rick or PK, but, um, but I, I feel like if somebody's listening to me or I know somebody's in the next room and I'm an earshot away, I feel as though a little bit more nervous and a little bit more shy. Do you, would you, is there merit to that? Yeah, no, that's, I totally, I totally understand that. Again, it, it's like, okay, you're, you're comfortable by yourself in front of the camera and because you know, no one's watching you. Right. But as soon as somebody peeks their head is in earshot of your door office door, or they just, they're sitting there watching you. It's like, all of a sudden you sense that, Oh no, somebody's watching me. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's like that stare. Like, yeah, I can't, I, I can't do it with somebody staring at me. I know. Isn't that funny? Because yeah. you could have a great video and there's thousands of people that'll end up watching it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, but there, it, it, it's a subconscious thing. And, and I know when I first start, started doing that, I, I wanted to close everything off. I wanted to soundproof the door so no one could hear what I was saying, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but it's just kind of a growth thing that you, you get over, you get used to it, you get um, comfortable. And, you know, if somebody does interrupt you, yeah. use that as a feature of, of the show, you know, don't make it a big deal. Don't, don't get all, been out of shape because the dog's barking or the garbage truck is driving by, you know, that's uh that's just a feature of your studio or something, you know, just make, make light of it. Cause it's, people will appreciate that, that, you know, you, they, anything can happen while you're on air and it's like, Oh yeah, Christine, she just handles everything. She's so cool. You know? 
Yeah. You know, I'm so happy you said that. We had a guest on the show, Carrie Bodine, who is an expert in a client, um, the client experience. And we were interviewing her from San Francisco where she lives. I believe it was San Francisco. It was big city. And there was so much noise in the background uh, from where she was streaming. And we talked about that being a feature, right? Ra mm. Rather than a negative thing, it was a feature. And that is a great way to set your mindset to to it and, and kind of deal with it. And PK, oh my gosh, you are so kind to me. She says, I have a lovely voice. I appreciate that so much. I really have had to work on it, not being high and squeaky, but thank you for that. And, um, you know, she does make a good point. She says, sometimes if you know people are around, you may be nervous that they might interrupt something important that you're saying or doing, you know, especially if it's like a professional stream that you're doing and that could make you nervous. And therefore, you know, you've, you come off a little bit unsure on the camera. So I, I really, there's a lot of merit to that, that psychological thing that, Oh my gosh, you know, I might get interrupted. So I, um, so much good information here, right. On mm -hmm. somebody who really has been dealing with nerves in front of the camera. So many great things that we've highlighted, but I have four extra bonus tips that I are my secrets that I've used that aren't so obvious. Um, but it really helps me get over my nerves. It, it helps me get unstuck. Like if I feel like I'm stuck, and now I'm going to be telling you my secrets. So it's like a little bit vulnerable for me. But one of the things I do when I'm feeling a little bit nervous, or if maybe I am feeling like I need to break up the conversation is I cut to, to Rick. <laughs> I, t I, I ask Rick to come on. So I'm not carrying the whole conversation. And when Rick comes on and he gets to be part of the conversation, it really helps me settle into my nerves. And it also helps me keep the conversation going in a very um, intentional, thoughtful way. So that, because the idea is I don't ever want to go off on a tangent or mumble because then I'm not giving people value anymore. Right. So um, something I've learned to do is I, if I feel like I'm, I'm not on point or if I might be going in the wrong direction, or if I just want the goodness that Rick has to offer, I'll say, Hey, Rick, do you have a, a, um, do you have something to say about this? And that always gets me settled in to my conversation again and reset, which I think is, is actually worked very well for me. Um, not everybody has that ability to cut to somebody else, but if you do, or even like with PK, like PK is on right now, we get to uh, have a conversation with her. Cutting to a question can help you um, reset your mind and reset the topic. Uh, Rick, do you, do you notice me doing that? Oh yeah, I can tell. Uh, I I can tell when okay, it's like okay, I've said what I need to say. Let's have some more feedback from somebody else. And that no, that's great that you do that because I can usually anticipate when you're going to come to me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's a it, it's a great way to extend the conversation, um, and then turn from turn from um, presenter to interviewer. You know. Yep. Uh, at the same time, so that that's uh, I. I you know, we always joke around in the pre-show. It's like, Rick, you're going to come on the show. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, but but I, I actually like coming on the show. So I always give her a hard time. <laughs> yes, that is your role. Part of your role is to give me a hard time so I can get better, right? It's always about me elevating. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the challenges you set up for me, but that has been kind of my secret. And I guess it's not so much a secret anymore because you 
are, were on to me. And now I told everybody. So, but yeah. I really think it helps. It really, but you know, so the, it has so many different benefits, right? It's not only me settling back into my nerves if I'm having nerves around a topic or I don't know what to say next. It's 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 also a beneficial for the audience, right? Because I'm actually asking the opinion of another expert on the topic and they get more value. And so that I feel makes it such a win-win-win. And I'm totally into win-win-win. Yeah. That is it, so important. If I, if I can add one other thing, I mean, you know, if you're if, if you're hesitant about to start your own live stream, uh, but you have somebody else who can speak with you, then maybe consider having a co-host because now you can have a little conversation going on back and forth with you and your co-host. And uh, I do that all the time on another podcast that I do. Um, and it it's it it's great because it's not just it's not one sided. You know, it's we banter back and forth. We we jab each other every once in a while. Uh, but it's it's a great uh, it's a great alternative than than to just doing a solo um, uh, live stream or solo podcast. So, you know, consider it if, if that's an option for you. Absolutely. It's a great way to, to really gain some confidence when you're starting your own shows, maybe you'll co-host a show. When I first started, uh, you know, streaming and we had came up with the waste up wardrobe idea, I told Rick, I said, Hey Rick, I know you're going to produce my show, but could you be a sidekick too? And he's like, sidekick, what's that? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't mean it that I mean, like be a co-host like in and out. Like I think it gives the show some interesting, uh, interesting vibe too. You know, there's always somebody there controlling the show, but also has a, a very informed, um, you know, opinion to give. So, you know, so it's been really wonderful to have that. So that is my one secret and bonus. Um, I have a couple other bonus tips. You know, I love having an intro to my show. I have, I always open up with a hook, but I have my, um, my intro, which is sort of my bio on, 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 film that that we've created at the beginning of the show that's the same every show and i like that because it gives people a sense of who i am and it gives me a little bit more confidence stepping into the show that they kind of know who i am and i've stated you know what gives me credibility in the industry or credibility as somebody that could speak and say something that could be valuable so i i, I think that is another great way to build confidence in starting a show is having a um an intro um um, breaking up the conversation with, um, you know, involving the audience and involving maybe a co-host or somebody that is streaming with you. Um, and you know what? Admitting that you're camera shy out loud can be so powerful. I feel like when you admit the things that you're not sure about, it can empower you. And it feels so ironic, right? But I think sometimes, you know, just saying it how it is, not only gives you credibility with people, but it also makes them feel like, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. So admitting that you are camera shy out loud can really empower you to overcoming that bashfulness. And finally, one of the main, most important things that we do that I consider my fourth bonus tip I want to give is, um, is that we do a tech check. We, we do a tech check with our guests and we do a tech check, a pre-show together. And that really takes away a lot of nerves because that one of the unpredictable things about getting on camera is like, can some, something can go wrong from a technical standpoint, you know, either your internet can give out or your camera can stop working or something can happen. Your link could be broken. Something can be go wrong. And to do the check check gives you that confidence that you're prepared. Uh, you know, PK saying, um, 
<laughs> love getting your unstuck bonus tip. Cut to the sidekicker comments. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so again, there's so many things that we can do to really get more confident in front of the camera. The more we do it, right, the easier it gets. And I'm just going to kind of close before I do the we step word of weekly wrap up. I'm going to close with this idea that somebody told me once. And I sounds like, Rick, you're going to say something really good right here, right now. But let I me just say, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. That's okay. So I was going to say that somebody once told me if you're anxious about something, the best way to get over that anxiety is to do what you're anxious about over and over again. So if you're scared of, um, of heights, the way to get over that is to put yourself in situations where you go on high places so that you can go over it. it sounds really strange, right? Cause the, it's strange to like, to overcome a fear by doing it over and over again. That feels like so scary, but it is a way to do it. And I will tell you, it is the number one way I got over being camera shy is that I just kept doing it. We're 60 episodes in. And I have to say, I am 90% comfortable going on my live stream right now than I was when I started. So Rick, your take on this. Oh, you got to be more than that. I mean, you're a pro now. Come on. This is 61 here. And, well, uh, I mean, I have to be, you know, there's always room for improvement. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what I was going to say to go back to your uh, nervous comment, right? And and how do you get relaxed before the show? I wish I could show the audience uh, during the pre-show countdown um, the behind-the-scenes stuff because now there's a technical purpose why we do the pre-show countdown because it takes a few minutes for this feed to go out and notify people on Facebook or on YouTube, and that's the purpose of the countdown. But more importantly, it gives Christine and I, well, more Christine than than me, but because I'm just sitting ba sitting back in the shadows anyway. Uh, but Christine is actually dancing during the countdown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh I my could... gosh, you can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I wish I could show the audience because that's entertaining, you know, and, and whatever it takes to, to relax. I mean, for Christine, she's, you know, dancing and during the countdown uh, uh, music and it's great music and, and, that's cool because now when she comes, she comes on, she's, you know, relaxed and like in the mood and ready to go. Oh my gosh. That is such a good point. That's why I do it. That's mm -hmm. why I moved to, well, first of all, the music selection is amazing. You know, you kind of just uh, put that, you, you decided about that music and I love our open music. I think it's really aligned with um, the, the cadence of the show and the essence of the show. So it is a way for me to get physically a little bit, you know, uh, comfortable. And we are going to have to show that you have to do that like secretly one day. Cause I don't want to know I'm being shown. Uh, but I think that it is really a way for me to relax. And, you know, it's so funny because my coach, uh, Alison Maslin, when she gets on stage, what I noticed is like, look at Allison. Allison, somebody who talks to audiences all the time. I mean, she's not a shy, you, you would never see her as somebody who has nerves getting on stage, but she has a little dance that she does when she gets on stage. The, and, she, and, and it's, and I've noticed it's the same thing over. It's like a bounce and she does this and she does it over and over again. And she always does it. And I think it's because it relaxes her. It gets her kind of into that mindset. So we all can come up with something like that from a physical perspective. So we're warming up ourselves physically, but also mentally, right? right. <laughs> yeah. So the waste up order of weekly wrap up is that um, knowing that the main takeaway is I believe that it's really, really important to practice, practice, practice. 
because when you practice ahead of time, when you get on camera, you feel more comfortable with the material and you don't feel like you're going to stumble as much. So that would be the main takeaway. Um, the tips are to really go through the 10 things plus the four that I, that I suggested. And, you know, you know, you might not implement all of them, but the ones that really speak to you implement those and, and see how it, see if it changes your, your mental state of getting on camera and making video and start with like a homemade video that you maybe are going to push out to a client, something that's easy so you can get some practice doing it and an action item, you know, just get on camera. I have to say, I will add here that, I am adding new ways of going live um, intermittently. Like we, so I've been doing the live stream, right? Um, and I've been doing that for 60 episodes, today's episode 61. But now I'm adding a live video an hour before the show to tease the show, right? And it was really hard the first time. <laughs> Even though I've been doing 60 episodes of, of, of live streaming, it was really hard to do it differently uh, and just go live like that. And I, it was my first one was horrible. I, the camera was in the wrong position. I was being recorded sideways. I didn't know how to fix it, but I came up with a solution. I, I think half of my body was showing. But, you know, it's really just doing it and owning it and then improving it, right? So... So there's a so so my my point is adding a new thing every time uh, and just getting started just get started and that's your action item for today and as you know um, this is the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up and this is waste up wardrobe where we stream every Thursday at eleven thirty uh, Pacific Standard Time so join us next week because we're going to bring you a whole new episode and we have some really really cool things coming up this year where we're going to be talking to clients of mine who we've worked together and we have created some amazing sets for them and really um, and, and really change the way they show up virtually. So that's a whole series coming down the line, but there's so many other great episodes coming up. We're going to be talking about fall trends when it comes to uh, fashion. We're going to be talking about how to build your capsule wardrobe and your basics and how to create your dream closet. So many great topics ahead. Uh, PK is saying to be more comfortable looking directly into the camera lens, clip a photo of your, of your BFF or favorite client behind the camera and think that you're talking just to them. Well, Rick also um, seconded that earlier in the show. So thank you, PK, for taking such a um, interest in today's show and being uh, really a host, uh, a co-host with us. Thank you for being here. You are amazing at what you do. Please take advantage of PK's offer. Also, with hashtag look and shine, which I forgot to mention, <laughs> um, we can jump on a call. Hashtag look and shine, and we can jump on a call and talk more about what makes you comfortable on camera, what you can do to implement and make better. If you have any questions about how, you know, what um, stumbling blocks I had and how we've overcome them on this show, we can connect with the hashtag look and shine, and um, we can get on a call and talk about it with myself and Rick and help you elevate your camera game. Uh, so until next time next Thursday. I'll see you then.